Hello and welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you on another Friday night. So uh, hello and welcome. Um, I'm glad um, if you've already joined here on the live stream, thank you for already joining. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more that follows uh, a little bit later on. Um, but even if you don't get the chance to tune in here live, um, you'll be able to watch this. Uh, it'll be uploaded. Uh, usually takes it a little while to process, but uh, uh, these live videos go right up and you can check it out. Also, while you're streaming, while we're streaming out live, you can also uh, check out uh, or pause or, or rewind, I guess you would, you would call it. And um, if you also notice up here in this uh, left-hand corner, there's a little information tab, a little button. Um, so click on that, and you'll see that it'll take you over to um, a, a certain uh, folder, and you can look at that. Um, if you're listening on the uh, later on, when this goes out on the podcast, the audio versions of it, obviously you're not going to be able to see that. So why don't you come on over to the YouTube page and uh, subscribe to that page as well, and you get a chance um, to check it out there. I noticed that my mom is already on here, and she has said, hello, son, and hello, mom, happy, happy birthday. So everybody wish my uh, my mom a happiest of birthdays. Um, I think she's 33, 34, I think, maybe something around there, which is uh, a mathematical improbability, but we'll just go with that, right, mom? Um so, anyways, I never never give out uh, an age, but uh, it is my mom's birthday. So, uh, I love you, mama, and uh, happy birthday to you. I also noticed that uh, Sister Elizabeth is on here. Um, so, the opening is, is really um, awesome, and I thank you for uh, playing that song. I would still like to make a little bit of request, Sister Elizabeth. I know you guys are in the process of moving, so this might be a while, but... Uh, I'd still like to hear you play the uh, the uh, the hymn "Complete in Thee," and uh, that would be really awesome if uh, you get around to that. But I know you guys are super super busy getting ready to move. Been praying for you guys, and uh, uh, if there's one thing I under I understand being in the military, it is uh, um, that uh, moving is difficult. So I've been praying for you guys. My mom says yes. She just turned fifty eight which means you're almost 38. That's correct. Thanks, Mom. Thanks for letting everybody know. I'm a very, very young 38 coming up here, just as you're a very young 58. So, but anyways, so happy birthday to you. Uh, Miss or Mrs. Uh, La Cruz or uh, Louise, Mrs. Miss Louise, um, I haven't seen you on here before making a comment, so uh, thank you for joining and coming up here on the page or on this YouTube channel. Yes, the packing never ends, Sister Elizabeth, and um, also Brother Tim. Yeah, that's Brother Tim that's writing in. So good to have you guys while you're packing. You get to listen in on the study. So tonight, oh, really quickly, uh, if you're new to the to the page or you're on the podcast channel, and you're checking this out. So we're here on YouTube under Let This Mind Be In You. Also on Facebook and Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. You can look it up there. You can reach me, uh, email at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. And let's see. Oh, yes, we're on Apple Podcast and iHeartRadio Podcast under Let This Mind Be In You Ministries Podcast. Just search for that and it should come up as well as podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S dot com. Uh, we're on there as well. But uh, I think that's all the introduction out of the way. Uh, so if you notice a little bit of scruff on me tonight, um, I am active duty military, but I have been on leave. And uh, so been on a little bit of a vacation. It's been fun. It um, is definitely different with children, okay, uh, than we're used to. But uh, we got a chance to go on a, on a nice little family trip for a couple of days over to uh, Lancaster, over here in Pennsylvania. So we got to tour around there. Um, and like I said, wasn't very relaxful, so to speak, because of uh, two young children, but uh, that's okay. Got a lot of good time. So this is only going to last a few more days before I go back to work, but I'm enjoying not having to shave for sure. All right, let's get into it. 
So Colossians chapter 2, last time we started out by uh, starting in Colossians 1, obviously, and we kind of did a little bit of a brief introduction to the book um, as far as we mentioned that Paul quite possibly never even visited this place or had anything to do as far as physically being there when it started up. Um, And we might see a little bit of that again here in chapter 2. Uh, that kind of gives us more of an indication that he never visited or never went there. But we know that this, uh, this great book of the Bible was inspired by the Holy Spirit, um, and the Apostle Paul wrote a letter. And always remember that. So when we're in these Pauline epistles, epistle is just a letter, okay? So make sure when we read these things uh, and you're reading them on your own, um, just make sure you're reading the entirety of the letter, it's okay to break it up uh, by chapter or so forth and so on, but just remember that if you have a, come across a spot and it's like, well, that doesn't quite make some sense, make sure you just go back into the letter because Paul, writing these letters, probably addressed it at some point. So just uh, remember that, that they are letters. All right, let's get into Colossians chapter 2. And um, I don't know how long this is going to go, but we'll have time for maybe some questions and answers at the end as time permits. And hello, Brother JT. All right, we're getting in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 1. Let's start reading. It says here, For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea. That's very interesting when it says Laodicea because uh, that's one of the churches that Jesus mentions in Revelation. And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. So it starts out in verse 1. We can already see that. They have not maybe seen Paul in the flesh. They just heard of his letters and so forth and so on. That their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, by the way, uh, quick pause. Anytime you see uh, the Apostle Paul talking about the mystery, uh, that's a good study for you to do on your own time, and maybe we'll do it some other time, but about the mystery, okay? The mystery that's been revealed through the Apostle Paul and different things such as that. So, uh, verse 4, And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Now, we're going to make a quick little pause in verse 4 here because this is so vital to today and... um, for instruction and righteousness for today, for us Christians, okay? There's a lot of things going on in the world. There's a lot of things, especially in this connected age that we are in with the YouTube, like as you're viewing this, also with podcasting and all this other kind of stuff. There's people, a lot of people out there with enticing words that are out there uh, talking about the Bible, things of spirituality, different things out there. There's a lot of enticing words out here. But Paul is going to, this is very timely, even though this was almost 2,000 years ago. Paul says, and this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Okay, so there was already people there spouting heresy and different things such as that. So Paul is just giving them an admonition to just beware of those things. It doesn't matter how good a person can speak. I stumble over words. I do all these different kinds of things. There's many men out there that, have this beautiful oration. You know, they can just sit there and just wax eloquently, and that's not me, okay? I stumble and, uh, and, and falter over words all the time, but it shouldn't matter about that. It should be just the Word of God, the Word of God. That's it. Go to God's Word. Like I said before, uh, don't take my word for it. Don't take anybody's word for it. Open up the Word of God the King James Bible, to the English-speaking people and open it up and read it for yourself and let the Spirit teach. All right. Verse 5. Again here, indicating that Paul has uh, was either at least absent at this time or never had been there. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. That's that's really interesting there, seeing that. 
as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. And um, that's another thing that we um, that I say here all the time on the channel. I'll go to Ephesians 4, 1. And uh, if you want to just flip over there real quick, we read it quite a bit here. But it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. That's Ephesians 4, 1. Paul's admonishing every single church here. You always see Paul doing this. He's admonishing them to walk. It's not just about what we say with our mouth. It's our end of our conversation, okay? Do we back it up with the words? Excuse me. So that's an admonition to all of us as Christians. So walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, this is verse 7, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Um, I just want to talk about rooted and built up in him. Uh, that is so vital, especially for brand new Christians or you've been saved for 20, 30 years. It doesn't matter. We still need to be rooted and built up in him. That's a sure foundation. We need that sure foundation. If we build it, um, let's see, through some philosophy of men or different things such as that, that's sandy ground. That's just going to collapse underneath you. But you have the sure word. The, sure, the more sure word of prophecy right here, the word of God, we can be rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. We have an example here with the Apostle Paul and his writings to follow. Um, what does it say? Uh, follow me as I follow Christ. So we have the Apostle Paul's, but not only that, we have others that are around that are their end of their conversation. They are backing up what they're they're speaking. We have that ability to see that in people, but it's only through the power of the of the Spirit. If we're just looking at somebody, well, he has a, a magnetic personality. He seems like a really interesting person to follow, but they're not following the Word of God. Don't follow them. That's enticing words. You'll get beguiled. You'll get deceived by that, and we're about ready to see that here in verse eight. Verse 8 says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. Vain there just being vanity. It's empty. It's nothing. It has no back, backing of it, but it's philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Again, that's the admonition there. It's good to follow people that are following Jesus Christ. You, don't get me wrong, okay? If somebody is living in the Word of God, their, their walk, you can see their conversation, their, the end of their conversation, their walk with the Lord. You can see that they are living out God's Word. Sure, follow that person as far as they follow Christ. You're not necessarily following that person, but as Christ leads them through the power of the Spirit, it helps you. Uh, there's many uh, people in my life, when I see them, I know that they're rooted and built up in him. And so by their example, it teaches me. I can say, okay, Lord, what seems like uh, they have this kind of figured out. For example, being a husband, well, are they following the principles of God's word? Well, then I would want to follow God's word and seeing that living example being played out right there in front of me, if you get where I'm saying. We don't follow the man, we follow Christ. But we're following, we're looking at the example of the conversation or the life of somebody in front of us, if you get where I'm coming from. Verse 9, and uh, we've addressed this uh, already on the channel, but I'll do it one more time here. Christ is the antecedent to this uh, personal pronoun of him, for in him, that's Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I, I don't know how much more clear you can get than that, it's that the Bible speaks plainly right there. All the fullness of the Godhead bodily is in Christ Jesus. Not after Christ, for in him, okay, antecedent, personal pronoun, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And um, there's many, there's uh, a lot of good uh, studies on that right now on the Godhead. I did the uh, Jesus, 
uh, teaches his disciples the biblical Godhead here on this channel if you want to go check that out. And uh, if you want to look at what the Bible teaches on the biblical Godhead. Very simple. And dwelleth is there for a reason. So, all right, verse number 10. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. I think that's very interesting when it says, and ye are complete in him. It's a definitive statement for the here and now. Well, is that a contradiction to the rest of the scripture? Because we know that we still have this flesh that hasn't been redeemed. Well, I don't think so, because we have an earnest down payment, the earnest payment. We, it's like it's a sealed deal. It's already happened. It's been predestinated to happen already. You can take it to the bank that we've been redeemed in our spirit. Our spirit has been quickened. Our soul is made secure and safe. It's, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus at this moment. Explain that. I can't really explain that either. But what I do know is that the body will be redeemed one day, so our whole body, soul, and spirit will be redeemed. We're complete in him. Unfortunately, we, uh, we still live in this body of flesh, but it's a done deal already. Brothers and sisters, be assured that if you placed your faith in Jesus Christ and you have come to him as a broken sinner, he has in no wise cast you out. He's sealed you into the day of redemption. That's it. There's no works involved. There's no, uh, I got to keep living this righteous life in order to say, stay saved. No, we're sealed until the day of redemption. Okay? It's assured. Yeah, I'll get to that here in a, probably at the end there, Brother JT. Um, all right. Uh, verse 11. All right, so this is interesting, too. This is something, uh, speaking of Brother JT, we were talking about this uh, a little bit on Skype before a couple hours ago when he called. By the way, it was good talking to you, brother. But in verse 11, it says, In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Okay, we, if you understand what circumcision is, it is a physical practice of cutting away flesh, all right? And that's... That's as far as I, I'm going to go with it. But that was a sign, an outward sign for the Jewish people. We don't need or we don't have these outward signs anymore. We've been circumcised as far as that part has been cut away and putting, and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. He did the work. How? Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. Because he has, we're about to see here in a moment, uh, what he accomplished when he rose victorious over death. It's amazing. Verse 13. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened. Wait, I thought the Holy Spirit is the one that does the quickening. Well, we've, we addressed that in the uh, Gift of God series, so go check that out. But just read it for what it says. It's still speaking of Jesus Christ. Hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses? Amen. Amen and amen. He's the one that does the work. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. What do you think those ordinances were? Well, we have violated the entire law. We are born... Sinners And Paul says in Romans 7, um, uh, when the commandments came, sin revived and I died. And I think that's when we we're born physically dying. We know that because of the sin of Adam. But I think that's when spiritual death takes place in Romans 7. When you have that understanding of the law, knowing who you're sinning against, not just that you do bad things. My two-and-a-half-year-old understands she does wrong, okay? But she doesn't understand that it's she's disobeying parents is also at the same time disobeying God. Okay. God has set us up as authority figures in her life. Well, disobedience is as a sin of what? Witchcraft? Does my daughter understand that? No. But once she can understand who she's sinning against, who it's actually against, it's not against mom and dad, it's against a holy, righteous God. Once she can understand that, that's when I believe that she dies spiritually. And that's just, uh, that's another topic for another day, but 
that's just where I'm at on that. Um, and that's off of Romans 7, which I, that's a little bit of a rabbit trail. We'll stay where we're at here in Colossians. But what he does is blot out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. We were guilty as charged, plain and simple. The law was the schoolmaster that said, hey, you're guilty. Well, I haven't done this. I haven't done that. I violated the entirety of the law. You, you mess up one time. Well, we all know that it's impossible to remain sinless, okay? So those are the ordinances against us. But that blotting out of the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. See, he did the work. He took that. The blotting out has a uh, connotation like if you have something written here on this piece of paper and somebody blots it out, you can't even see it. Well, the blood of Christ was applied. The imputed righteousness, the blood was applied to us. And so when God looks at us, he sees us through the blood. Just like the Old Testament, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Just like the, uh, the old hymn goes, when I see the blood, I will pass, I will pass over you. That's the, the same thing. We are no longer guilty of those ordinances. They were contrary to us. Those were death, as Paul puts it in Romans. But look at verse 15. I love this verse. Let me get a drink of water real quick. I love verse 15 because it has, uh, I don't know, just the way that it's written. And having spoiled principalities and powers, okay, the prince and power of the air is Satan, death, sin, death, hell, all that stuff. He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Now, I don't know if this rings the same to you, but when I used to play basketball in high school, when you showed somebody up, you were just really, you know, again, don't take this the wrong way. I'm not trying to belittle or try to minimize this statement because it has no, but I'm just giving you an idea that passes through my mind when I hear that. It's Jesus Christ rising victorious over death. When he came up out of the grave, up from the grave, he arose. He made a show of them openly. They had no power. Just like you show up somebody on a, on a basketball court times a billion, okay? That's how awesome this was. Because he spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing, triumphing over them in it. Death couldn't hold him. Up from the grave, he arose. Man, this is so awesome. I love that verse. Now, here's some practical application to it. And um, we may take a little bit of time in this, but I think it pretty much speaks for itself. So verse 16 says, Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day, of an holy day, or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days. Keeps going which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Now, if somebody's personal convictions are that they want to get together with a local body of believers on a Saturday, okay. If that's what they, if that's what they are feeling a personal conviction to do, but don't make it a, some sort of thing where, well, if you don't do that, that's, you're completely wrong. Well, this says right here, uh, or of the new moon or of the Sabbath day. You know, folks, if you read your Bible, Paul talks about the early church. They met daily, going from house to house, meeting daily. Uh, okay, do we do that in today's cultural Christianity? Or in No. But I think what, the, what Paul's, uh, through the power of the Spirit, the, is trying to get across is that there's going to be little differences. There's going to be little differences in what somebody's personal convictions are about something. But when we find those, we still should have love for one another. Somebody may want to, okay, they get together on a, on a Saturday and we get together on a Sunday and a Thursday and somebody else gets together on a Wednesday and a Friday. We shouldn't be sitting there like, oh, you're, you're wrong, bless God. We should still have love for one another. Okay, 
if somebody makes that about um, makes that more than what it is uh, a pers- personal preference kind of thing, uh, just take them here to this verse. And uh, there's a whole group of uh, people out there that believe in meeting on the Sabbath day, um, uh, as well as a bunch of other things. And um, I think this this verse pretty much speaks for itself. Verse 17, it says, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Okay? We are the body. He is the head. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility, uh, humility excuse me, and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. Hmm. And holding and not holding the head, that's Jesus Christ, from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered and knit together increaseth with the increase of God. Uh, this has a very good uh, application. Uh, I think Paul in Corinthians, I believe it is, talks about the whole whole body. You know, there's a finger and there's a, there's a toe and there's all these different parts of your body. And you know it's all compacted and put together so wonderfully designed god created us um but it all works together you know by me lifting my arm up like this there's several different muscle groups and sinews and tendons and different things that are working in conjunction just so i can do this right here that's it me lifting my arm up and down right here there's so many different muscle groups and tendons and things that are working together so should we be in the body as head as the head christ as our head commands us through his word. We should all be striving together, coming together for the good, not for the worse. Okay? Wherefore, wherefore, verse 20, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances? Okay, that's a good question. Touch not, taste not, handle not, which are all to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrine of men. It's just a question that Paul is posing to him. He's like, look, you're dead. You're dead to all these different things. You're dead with Christ. From the rudiments of the world, we, we're not subject to all these, okay, uh, this, this must be something that you wear, and this has got to be here. Now, we have instruction in righteousness, of course. We shouldn't be going around looking like the world. We should be a peculiar people. There should be a difference. There should be a clear indication. So let your light shine before men. If you're looking like the world, it's kind of hard for your light to shine before men because the first thing they see is like, oh, goodness. Well, let that uh, teach you as you will. But, at, you know, if it's, if it's a matter of preference, I guess is the entirety of the point here. We shouldn't be bickering about it. We shouldn't be coming to contention over these minor things. You know, there's uh, I, I brought it up before, and I think even Brother Tim, you've done a, uh, a, a good video about this, about loving the brethren. But I talked about this before. There's so few of us. We are surrounded. We are um, outnumbered in this world by a lot. Okay? So if you're in a small fire team and you're surrounded by the enemy, you shouldn't be turning the guns in on each other. We should hold each other accountable. Okay, don't get me wrong. We're not going to just be like, well, anything flies, brother, anything you want to do. Um, we should be holding each other accountable, but only to the word of God. If it's clearly spelled out here in the, in the pages of Scripture, hey, right, we got to hold each other accountable. But at the same time, when it's over a little preferential kind of the things, hey, let's stop turning the guns in on ourselves, okay? Um, scripturally, spiritually speaking, of course. All right? There's so few of us have love for the brethren. Be fitly joined together. As it says here, knit together increases increases with the increase of God. So knit together. Uh, my mom does crocheting. Okay, she's very good at it, by the way. Even with her rheumatoid arthritis and her hands all gnarled the way that they are, she's really awesome at it, at crocheting things together. But that's the same idea of being knit together. We're so interwoven that, you know, well, why are we fighting and bickering over these little things? We're together. We're working together for the cause of Christ, for the increase of Christ, the increase of God, as it says. 
All right, uh, verse 23, and we'll finish up uh, chapter 2. We're doing pretty good today on time. Verse 23, which things have indeed a show of wisdom and will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Okay, so again, it's just wrapping up the entirety of the of the thought of working together in one body. So that is chapter two. Um, it keeps going. Obviously, like I said, it's a it's a letter. It keeps going. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Okay. See, the thought keeps continuing even into chapter three. But for tonight, we'll go ahead and stop at chapter two, and uh, read. Uh, go ahead and read ahead. Yeah, there's only two more chapters and only two more weeks of of going through the book of Colossians. There's, like I said, we're staying very surface. Okay, didn't like try to get really deep on all this stuff. And so that's chapter two. Now, I'd love to hear what you guys have to think, uh, or um, as far as the series, the Gift of God series, or um, the the video I posted yesterday. If you've gotten a chance to watch it, which is I thirst. Um, so make sure you guys have, you haven't checked that out yet, go ahead and check it out and, um, go through those series. I would love to uh, get some feedback and some information or some thoughts about those. And so let me change this up here. All right. I think we're still going good to go. All right. So right now, uh, let's see, we'll go back through some of the comments. Mm-mm-mm. Brother JT is talking about, especially modalists try to make this about the incarnation. Probably problem is there is nothing, the context that even remotely implies such. Colossians 2.9. Yeah, yeah, that that's a little weird. That it talk, I, I guess you're talking about the incarnation of Christ. You know, when he was born, then that's all the fullness. I, yeah. Yeah, it's a little strange to say that, for sure. All right, everybody. So we don't uh, have too much more to discuss as far as Chapter 2, unless somebody else has another question from Chapter 2. Let's see. uh, Actually went through that pretty quick. I didn't want to get bogged down, and I don't. I don't want to mean to say bogged down. I didn't want to get uh, talking about the uh, the Godhead thing too much because, again, I, I've addressed that in a couple of videos, and uh, especially one video in particular. But if anybody's got any questions or comments about that, you can also bring that up. Um, I'd like to know how everybody's doing tonight uh, on a Friday night. I'm looking down here, and I got my one of my dogs is at my feet. That's okay. As long as she doesn't start barking, I think we'll be all right. But uh, on a Friday night, I know Tim and Elizabeth are packing, so hopefully that's going well. Be praying for you all still on that. And I think it's just a few more days, and you guys will be moving, if I'm not mistaken. Moving over to Tennessee. And then my mom is on here. And I don't know if uh, Miss Louise, you're still on here. But um, again, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, like I said, that's the first time I've seen that, um, seen that name on there. So does anybody have any kind of comments, questions, concerns? Okay, leave for Tennessee on Monday. Wow, just a few more days, so down to crunch time. So I'm just glad you guys even have um, your internet and everything like that still set up, so. 
Miss Louise says, yes, I'm always on when you come on. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Miss Louise. Uh, thank you for uh, tuning in. It's always encouraging. And Brother Omar is here. Tired, but thank God for my health, working a lot of hours. Well, amen to that. I'm just thankful for um, having a job myself, you know, to provide for our families and things such as that. And um, it does get tiring. Our flesh gets weak, but uh, which uh, reminds me of the, the study I just did as far as yesterday. I just posted it yesterday about uh, Jesus Christ and his humanity. What's so amazing about that is that while he was God in the flesh, you know, he was in corruptible flesh, though, that means that he experienced everything that we did. He hungered, he thirsted, he got tired, he got, you know, he went through all those different things. It says that in uh, John eleven thirty five, it says that he wept. He had emotions, and um, he went through the same heartaches and pains and things like that. And when I understand that, when I fully grasp that, that he did that for us, uh, was just, that's just amazing. So, Brother Omar, just be, I know you're tired, um, but thanking God for your health, amen to that. But the uh, the God of this universe, the God that, the, the same God that created everything, that spoke the worlds into existence, was tired as well when he came in the flesh. That's just, it's amazing when he came in that corruptible flesh, manifesting the flesh. Uh, Sister Busy says, I made dinner tonight, but I packed all the plates. <laughs> we managed to turn dinner into sandwiches. Look, sister, I know what you guys are going through. Uh, me and my wife have been through. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. So I moved her from Indiana to Mississippi after we got married. That's one. Moved down there to back to my parents' house over to Virginia. Two, three, four, five. Six, <laughs> six or seven times that we've been moving, uh, we've moved ourselves. So I definitely understand that. And uh, sometimes we have, um, sometimes the military has moved us, and uh, you have to wait. Sometimes you're already at the house, and you, you have just what you you came with your packed in your car. And uh, we have many times had to go to like you know laundromats or had to go get some paper plates from uh, from uh, the store or something like that. But it just makes those moments really special and um, enjoy that time together as a young married couple and um, getting a chance to uh, go through that. <laughs> and Brother Omar saying amen to what Jesus did for us. Yes. I mean, just if we really grasp that, um, brothers and sisters, we really grasp that just an understanding and then when he says on the cross, I thirst, then just if you haven't seen the, the video, just made the correlation between what he tells the woman at the well, that she'll never thirst again. He's got that living water, the, the, the Holy Spirit that he would send into the world. You know, it is, that's just amazing to, th to think that never thirst again. Okay, speaking spiritually, but physically he thirsted one more time. He had, that, he had the same thing right before he died shows his humanity and how much he was suffering on the cross. And when I thought about that, and I just did a quick study about thirst, hmm, so good. And just makes me so thankful. And um, again, we don't, me and Brother Jacob were talking about this uh, several hours ago, we don't work to be saved, but because we are saved, we it's, it's strange that we don't want to work for our, our uh, Savior, after all he's done, I mean, it's just so, it's so strange to me. Those years that I, that I, years and years and years that I lived apart and was, you know, I still had this gnawing on me. I still was under the chastisement. I was still being, um, well, basically spanked, you know, just uh, under the conviction and, uh, and, um, uh, correcting of the of uh of jesus and uh, now that uh i've been trying to live in the spirit it's just one of those things that i fail on a day-to-day on a -day basis to do but man i just want to work for him we'll work till jesus comes we'll work for yes ephesians 2 10 um 
for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Amen. Which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. There's the walk again, as as Paul is speaking of, even here in Colossians, and uh, that's that's the point. That uh, it's a very good point. That's I mean, we're created unto good works. Now we are new creatures in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Okay, and uh, I'm going to look that up in John. First John, I think it is. Uh, there's a verse that I was trying to remember earlier, Brother Jacob, that I could not. So I'm going to look it up right now while we got some time here. Yes, it's actually in Hebrews. That's why I remember is so uh, familiar. Um, Hebrews chapter 12, uh, when we went through the book of Hebrews, this is why it kind of resonated with me. But look at this. Hebrews 12 and verse 8 goes to what we were talking about. But if ye be without chastisement, and boy, boy, is that true. You are, if you're a child of the king, you're going to be chastised if you're not doing what he's telling you to do. Whereof all are partakers, then ye are bastards and not sons. Where, where, if you're a true son of God, that includes ladies, of course. Um, if you're a true son of God, um, we're sons. He's going to chastise us. We're going to be chastened. And if not, if you don't have the chastening of the, of, of the Lord in your life, Boy, I, I'm concerned for you. Make sure, make sure that you have uh, you you weren't trying to come to Christ any other way than what He said to, okay? Um, because my goodness, it says it says it very clearly here. You're not even a real child of the King. You're not a child of God. Because it says, uh, back up to verse 6 of Hebrews chapter 12, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourges every son, right there, whom he receiveth. If he endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? It's a very good question. It's a very good question. And uh, here's another comment. Luke 24 and verse 47, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And then Romans 6, 21, what fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed for the end of those things is death yeah amen boy it's been good tonight and we're only uh 45 minutes in and um so this is uh this is really good um i haven't seen uh vato on here bible believing vato tonight he brought up something about uh, blaspheming the Holy Ghost last time, and I wanted to, if he was on here, I was going to talk to him about it, but he's probably busy tonight, maybe at work. I haven't seen Brother Harlow in a while. He he contacted me and said something about, or actually we were on another live stream. I think it was on yours, Brother Tim. And he said that uh, he has to get up super early in the morning, and I told him, that's fine, Brother. I definitely understand. I, I'm just thankful for the six or seven that are watching right now live. That's a, that's an amazing thing. It's uh, starting out four months ago doing these things, and there would be maybe one person, if any, would come on a live stream. It's, uh, it's kind of strange. You're just talking to thin air. And that's why I've been doing more of these live streams. It's just it's the interaction, the, the chance to answer questions and uh, talk to people is, is needed. So, okay, well, I'm going to, if there's no more comments or questions, we might wrap it up, go ahead and wrap it up a little bit early tonight. Um, so I'll give it another 30 seconds or so if somebody wants to make a comment or ask a question. What I'd really like, uh, maybe this will be for next week's live stream, and I'm not looking for any kind of like trying to stump, you know, the, the host kind of thing. But if there's really something there you're, you're questioning and not, not questioning and maybe in your own mind, but you would like to uh, hear what I think that the Bible says about something or uh, 
I guess you would call it trying the spirits. If you would, you know, there's a lot of people on here that have never met me face to face. I know we've done a lot of talking to each other, but if you're like, hey, I'd like to really ask you about what your position is uh, biblically on X, Y, or Z, and then that will spur some more conversation. So if you have those next time, um, maybe ask those questions. Um, I think we're pretty like-minded in a lot of things. There might be some preferential things on here that you can ask about, which is fine. I'll just tell you right then and there, though, that it's just a preference. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, so the question, I have a possible sermon request if God allows, but uh, maybe give your thoughts on entertainment and video games and similar things. Okay, that's, uh, and again, that's a, that's a very... A very good question, Brother Jacob. And um, what I here here I guess what I'll talk about. Let's just mention uh, video games. Um, I think anything in our lives as Christians be, can be uh, can be sin. Okay, and but what I mean by that is that if you place it above God in any way. All right. So say for example, you have an hour of free time. And um, God's really saying, hey, look, read this over here or study this out in my word. And you're, you're really convicted about something. You, you want to go and said, you say, no, I'd rather go play video games. Then obviously you're, you're given priority over something that shouldn't have the priority. And, and so what I would say, and again, this is just preference, is that I got rid of my, my gaming system, oh, probably about... I hardly ever had time to play it anyways, but I got rid of it uh, about a year or so ago. It was the last time probably I played anything. And um, and what it was for me, uh, personal conviction-wise, is that I would find myself on it for a couple hours at a time, and then I would just be like, what did I just accomplish? And so for me, I was just like, oh, Lord, is this, is this, getting, is this taking the place of something that I should be studying or um, – taking time with my family or so forth and so on. And so as a preference, I got rid of it. And um, if somebody chooses to do that, great. If somebody chooses not to do that, you know, that's between you and the Lord. And I, I think that that would be something that I would really, I would really say to go to the Lord in prayer about and just truly say, hey, look, Lord, just, just lead me. Okay, I think as a cultural Christianity, as a, as a, as a especially growing up in, in church buildings and such like that, you know, there's always a check in the box. Like if you do this, you do this, you do this, and you do this, you are a good Christian. If you do this, 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 and this, you are a bad Christian, so forth and so on. Well, that removes the Holy Spirit's leading in your life. If the Holy Spirit is convicting you to get rid of something in your life, get rid of it. Plain and simple. Be fully given over to the spirit, walk worthy. Okay. If your vocation is being hindered in which he's called you to do, yeah, you need to probably clean that out of your life. Okay. And I'll say that some people, um, feel heavy conviction to go, uh, live off the grid and do all these other kinds of stuff. God bless you. That's, you know, if that's what God is, is, uh, is moving you to do in your life. Amen. Okay. Um, that's all I got. That's really all I can say about that. Okay. And brother JT is talking about, I had the same feeling with video games. I wasted so much time on those things. Yeah. I mean, and again, it is playing uh, super Mario brothers. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't really have a, a, uh, okay. Is it just, is it a sin to do? I think if anything out of balance, in your life and you take things and you give it a higher priority than what they should have. And the Holy spirit saying, get rid of that. And you don't, you're in sin to him that knoweth to do right. Or I'm paraphrasing now and do with it, not to him. It is sin. And I can't remember the exact quote right now out of the Bible, but just think about that. All right. We have another question here. Uh, Mr. Abraham is asking a question that, uh, well, yeah, um, uh, good night, Mom. Yeah, Mr. Abraham, I'm going to have to, I, I do have some feelings on that. Um, 
He's asking about uh, troop withdrawals and different things like that. I I may have some feelings about that, but again, God takes care of all this stuff. And and I'll answer it like this: God is in control. Uh, it, the heart of the king is in is <laughs> is in his hand, so to speak. I mean, he he is in control of all this stuff. Nothing takes him by surprise. And uh, I think that whatever's happened is going to happen. Uh, God's in control. Uh, we might have personal convictions about different things like that, but at the end of the day, as much as possible, live peaceably among all men. Those that are have the rule over us, so to speak, have been placed there. And um, as long as they're not going contrary to God's word, you know, I, I, I'm in subjection. Now, obviously, I'm in the military, so I follow uh, uh, orders, but um, that's not in anything that I'm worrying about right now. So I appreciate the question, Mr. Abraham, and uh, thank you for asking about it. And if somebody reads it and understands what he's asked here, um, but it's a, it's a good question. I mean, it's timely. It's something that's happening right now. Uh, but yeah, it's all messed up. We live in a fallen world, brother. Mr. Abraham, we live in a fallen world, and uh, God's going to take care of all of it. He's going to bring about the time of Jacob's trouble. He's the one that opens the seals. He'll rule and reign for a thousand years with a rod of iron. And then at the end of that, Satan will be loose for a little time. And after and after that, he casts death and hell into the lake of fire, and he makes all things new. That's what I know. That's what the Bible says. I believe it. It doesn't matter if I believe it or not, but, I mean, it settles it. That's going to happen. So those things that happen in today's society and in, in, in the world today, um, I have some strong convictions and, and feelings in my flesh about some certain things, but at the end of the day, God's in control. And uh, and that's what I'll have to say about that. Uh, you're welcome, brother, uh, Mr. Abraham. And by the way, I haven't seen uh, this name, uh, Abraham, here before. Uh, so... Thank you for joining us. I had not seen that. Okay, so Brother Jacob says that the uh, the Pope has made a statement about Jesus. Okay, he claims that Jesus was not God when he walked on the earth. He was just a good man. Oof. Yeah. Well, so let me turn you to a, a verse of Scripture on that. Because that's interesting because they were dealing with this in 70, 80, and 90 AD. Believe it or not, I know you do. All right, verse 20 of uh, 1 John chapter uh, 2. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 20 says, But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye shall also continue in the Son and in the Father. Uh, okay, and there's another one here. Verse uh, chapter four and verse one, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Okay, that settles it. So uh, we just go to the word of God. I don't care what any man says, no matter what type of hat he wears. So. And Mr. Abraham says, I'm new to this channel. Well, welcome to the channel, brother. Uh, I appreciate you uh, being here on this channel. Yeah, Sister Busy saying, the Pope has also called for a meeting of world leaders that's coming May to sign off on a global pact. Oof. Yep. God's in control, sister. And uh, so whatever comes of that. Uh, that's one of the interesting things that... Uh, I've heard mentioned before, and it kind of resonated with me. And that, uh, you know, we know that the the, the scripture is, is very clear on a lot of things. 
um, what really got to me is when somebody made this comment, and I can't remember right now who it is, and I, I, I would hate to give uh, uh, credit to the wrong person. So this is not an original thought of mine. Uh, but the thought, the thought was is that Jesus Christ, God, is all-knowing. He knows. He knows the day, the hour. He knows all that, okay? Satan does not. So Satan has always had, had to have uh, somebody ready to go uh, to fulfill all these pr- prophecies, so to speak, because God's in control. You know, that's why we believe in the, uh, that the Bible teaches the imminent return. It could be at any time uh, of Jesus Christ. Satan doesn't have any idea, okay? He is, he is uh, trust me, he's a, he's a prince of power of the air and all those different things. But at the same time, he is not all-powerful. He's not all-knowing. And uh, so whenever I see that kind of stuff, I'm like, wow, yeah, it, it, the world is getting closer and closer, sister. Uh, but I think it's been getting closer and closer every single day. I, I think that even 1,000, 2,000 years ago, um, right after you know Jesus ascended into heaven, uh, essentially, and uh, yeah, it is. It is interesting. We live in some. Um, I, I believe in, in you know that there's nothing stopping Jesus from coming. Okay, he comes when he wants to come. And uh, so, whoever said that to, uh, I love to give credit to whoever said. It. I just cannot remember who said it. That Jesus, God is all knowing. He knows all. He knows when he's going to return. Satan doesn't. Okay, and we're to be looking for Jesus Christ, not the Antichrist. So. I'm looking for Jesus to come any day, right now, right now, and right now, you know. So looking for that blessed hope. But that is very interesting. I'd like to, uh, maybe you guys can send me uh, some of those uh, articles or something like that so I can reference those at another time. Hadn't heard that there's another meeting coming up. All right, well. We're coming up right here on an hour, so I will give one more minute. Good verse, assist. Thank you for the link. I'll have to look at that uh, when I get a moment. So I'll give about another minute or so. And by the way, is the... uh, I think the audio has uh, been pretty good tonight. Um, I I upgraded. This is just some behind-the-scenes kind of stuff. I upgraded uh, my Mac operating system to the whatever it's called now. But when I did, my OBS stopped working, and uh, which is my broadcasting, what I use to, uh, to send out the signal. And I had to uh, find a workaround. I'm still using it. That's why you guys aren't noticing any difference. But um, right now, I'm working a workaround. I had to go look up how to actually open up the program because it would not let me do it under this new operating system. Nike made a shoe mocking Jesus and how he walked on water. Really? (laughs) This world is so screwed up. But uh, I think it's really interesting. Uh, I think we were just there. Yeah, in verse 3 of chapter 4 of 1 John, he says, uh, And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God, and this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. The spirit of Antichrist was there in the Apostle John's day, so... Man, the spirit of Antichrist, this this false world religion. There's only one way. Jesus saith, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John fourteen six. Only one way. Not a thousand, not two, just one. He is the way.
beware of those enticing words. Beware of the beguiling that's out there. That's why, and uh, we'll wrap it up with this, that's why this is the only book, this is the only guide that you should go to. The Holy Spirit of God that inspired and preserved and wrote his word down uh, will teach you all things. Will teach you all things. This is the only thing that you need. The Holy Spirit of God will teach you all things, as it says in First John and in First Corinthians 2 and all sorts of different other places. The deep things of God. Mike D'Angelo can only read his scriptures, these scriptures right here, can only read them and just try through the power of the Spirit to just read it and be taught through it. And as we go along on this channel, let this mind be in you. That's what we're all about right here. That's it. The only authority, not soul authority, only. Okay? I don't, I don't like saying soul or the ultimate or whatever. It's the only authority out there. The only one. Hell, there's, there's a Bible-believing Vato right there at the end. Hey, brother. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here for tonight, but um, I'm going to finish off with a word of prayer. And uh, I really thank you for joining me tonight here on Let This Mind Be In You. Um, go back. I really encourage you guys, um, if you're, go back and watch those uh, Gift of the Gift of God series and uh, watch the, my message on um, I Thirst that just got posted here in this last couple of weeks and give, give some feedback on that. I'd love to hear what you guys uh, have to th- have to say as far as from the uh, Word of God. I would love you guys to say, well, did you think about this verse? Because maybe I didn't, and uh, it's a good way for me to learn and uh, to go um, into even more things in the Scripture, which is what I'm always looking to do. So, And hearing by the Word of God, amen. All right, so thank you, Abraham, uh, for being new to here to this channel and other people that uh, were we saw here on the on the live stream tonight. I really appreciate you coming here tonight and uh, watching here on Let This Wine Be in You on our Friday night live stream. Next Friday, we should be able to do it on the same, should be able to do it on Friday, and we'll be in Colossians 3, and as well as having time for discussion and questions as they come up. So I really appreciate you joining me here tonight. Let's finish off with a word of prayer, shall we? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for um, allowing us to even have the ability to come together, even in an online format, and open up your word and just talk about you and let your spirit lead, guide, and direct. Lord, And we just ask that we apply these things to our lives. Let the Holy Spirit work in us that we're not being enticed or beguiled or doing things because of traditions of men, but we're doing it because your word has said so and your spirit has led us to do so. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would help our walk, help us to walk worthy through the power of your spirit. And, Lord, I just ask for some of these prayer requests that uh, are on some of my brothers' and sisters' minds. Right now, Lord, there's some unspokens out there. Lord, I pray for, uh, for Brother Jacob. I pray for his situations and different things that are going on there. Lord, I, I just pray for our young brother there that you would lift him up through the power of your spirit. Give him grace. Lord, I just ask you to be with uh, Sister Elizabeth and Brother Tim as they're preparing to move next week. Lord, give them traveling mercies. And uh, Lord, just give them uh, grace through all that. And Lord, help them to grow closer together through this. And Lord, help them to enjoy. And all the other people that are on here tonight, Lord, that uh, prayer requests, Lord, I'm so thankful that your word says that that your spirit prays for things, utters things that we don't even know about. And, Lord, I just ask that you would uh, lead, guide, and direct, and that your spirit would move. And, Lord, those things that I have no idea about, Lord, you know about. So, Lord, we just ask that you would have your will and way in each of our lives. Lord, help us to be good ambassadors this week. Help us to walk worthy every single day through the power of your spirit. Lord, help us not just to say things and, and to talk a good game, but, Lord, help us to walk worthy. Help us the, to have the end of our conversation be worthy. Lord, we love you. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for rising victorious over death, making a show of them openly. Lord, thank you so much for abolishing those ordinances that we read about tonight. We love you. Thank you so much for everything you do. 
Lord, you're an amazing, awesome God. We love you. Amen. Oh, man. So it was good tonight. I thirst was excellent. Oh, thank you, Brother Tim. Um, Lord, man, the Lord really blessed in that. So praise, praise the Lord for that. So thank you for joining me tonight, everybody, on Let This Mind Be In You. Love you in the Lord. And um, I just ask that you guys just try to walk worthy through the power of the Spirit. And uh, I'll be seeing you next Friday, Lord willing, and um, be praying for you all. Have a great rest of the evening. And uh, Brother Tim and Sister Elizabeth, don't stay up too late packing. But uh, love you guys in the Lord, and uh, we'll see you next time. God bless.